Could Bitcoin's hash rate predict its price movement? And why is Solana maybe not the Ethereum killer you might think? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will talk about Bitcoin, some interesting developments regarding corporations. There we'll quickly talk about Ethereum and its potential killers and whether we should talk about Ethereum killers at all. We will quickly have a look at Tezos. We will discuss Algorand. We will discuss Polkadot, Yearn Finance, Solana and Polygon. Now let's start with this one. This is probably the biggest news. The hash rate has reached an all time high in the Bitcoin network, 248 million Terra hashes per second, which is an absolute high and a 30% increase to its last uh, kind of relevant number. Now, usually in the past, we have always discussed that the hash rate is kind of a predictor for the Bitcoin price in the coming months. So this could potentially mean that the Bitcoin price could also reach all time highs. Now, it could also mean that the Bitcoin market in general is maturing and that the hash rate is developing very nicely and healthily, but the price doesn't necessarily follow the movement. Now, if we look at the country share here in general, since the exodus in 2021 from China, we can see that other countries have increased quite a lot. On one side, of course, Kazakhstan, on the other side, Russia, which are also investing into mining infrastructure in general as well. So on one side, we have a very decentralized, a very stable network. But on the other side, of course, people want to see price action and price development. And I think if you want to see price developments in, in general terms or fundamental terms, I think this could be quite interesting. KPMG in Canada is adding Bitcoin and Ethereum to its corporate treasury. It is KPMG in Canada. It's not worldwide, but I do think this could be the first kind of stepping stone for a lot of KPMG companies worldwide to add uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum to its general treasury. Now, one big question was, of course, what about proof of work and the carbon emissions and all of these things? And they have stated also in the press release that they have bought carbon offsets to offset kind of the carbon emissions uh, caused by the transactions in the Bitcoin and Ethereum network in the kind of uh, value that they've added to their treasury as well. So it could be quite interesting and KPMG might be the first kind of big company in 2022 to add Bitcoin and Ethereum to its treasury. Now, just generally talking about whether we are early or not, Wells Fargo another very important corporate bank in the US has given out a report saying that we are super early and they are expecting a so-called hyper adoption phase in the coming years for crypto in general. A very interesting graphic that they have shared here is the comparison between the crypto users or the number of crypto users as well as the number of internet users. What you're seeing here in the red line is the number of internet users users from the 1990s on up until 2021 and you can see that the line is pretty linearly growing and you can see in the dotted line here um, that the crypto users number is pretty much like as in the beginning of the 2000s so maybe we have just experienced our dot-com crash in the crypto market 
maybe we will uh, kind of increase the number of crypto users in the coming years or maybe it will decline but in my opinion this comparison is actually one of the best comparisons because the crypto technology moves pretty much hand in hand or very similarly as technology cycles do move so i would expect this number or at least this graphic um, to add up and to work now what is very interesting is wells fargo is also saying but do not rush into crypto products because regulations is still unclear. But at the same time, the Wells Fargo ETF is still missing. So maybe this is the reason why, why they are putting this into their report saying, well, I would wait if I were you. But in my opinion, it's still early and it's early uh, meaning that the price is actually quite interesting. Now I've drawn a Fibonacci sequence here and what I can see here is essentially that this range between 37,000 and 44,000 could actually be quite an interesting range. Now you remember last week I've drawn a range that is a bit bigger so between 30 and 44,000 US dollars but I would actually say this range is much more interesting if you want to take the short-term trade. For me kind of the support lines here is definitely the around uh, 37,000 as well as 28,000 US dollars should we break this well then uh, it will be quite critical and then we need to kind of rediscuss the charts in general but what about Ethereum? What about Ethereum killers? That is always a big headline that a lot of people are banking on. What could be the next Ethereum? Because Ethereum, as you know, in 2017 was one of the best trades, but as in 2022, it was also a very good trade as well. However, there are some uh, comparisons and some alternatives. Solana, of course, is one of the most scalable and the fastest uh, cryptocurrency blockchain there is. But at the same time, it is a bit uh, struggling with the idea of not being decentralized enough, being mainly uh, built by the by the big investors such as Andreessen Horowitz and so on. Then we have Cardano, which of course in theory should scale uh, a bit better than Ethereum, but in practice is not really scaling that much uh, as we can see from the Sunday swap launch just recently. Then Tezos, in my opinion, very important blockchain when it comes to NFTs, not that important when it comes to DeFi and infrastructure in general. I think there Ethereum still has a leg up. And then of course Polkadot, which by the way, I will talk about in a few minutes as well. Polkadot is interesting because on one side you have this relay chain and on the other side you have these parachains, which kind of make Polkadot buildable on top of the general Polkadot technology. So that is quite interesting when it comes to Polkadot in general. But again, we will talk about it in a few minutes. Now, talking about kind of price predictions on Ethereum here, a very interesting article saying that the Ethereum price may be hitting 6,500 US dollar this year before rising to 26,338 US dollars by 2013. Now, I always question when they give out these exact numbers and I'm always kind of intrigued of how they came up with this number but we also have to say uh, last year a lot of people were saying Ethereum might hit 5,100 US dollars it didn't so the big question again is will these price predictions in general be correct I do think that these numbers are absolutely realistic 
especially considering that Ethereum is bringing the major infrastructure for DeFi, for NFTs, and so on. Looking at the price, again, we have this price range. I've drawn it last week, and I do think this could still um, work really, really well. So the kind of range between 3.3 and about 1,800 US dollars, I think this price range could really be interesting. But again, have a look at the NFT market as a whole as well. Because as soon as the Ethereum price is dropping, the NFT market is actually going and vice versa. So this could be quite an interesting kind of comparison when you want to have a look at the Ethereum price as well. Now let's jump up onto the let's say scalability solutions on Ethereum. Of course, Ethereum is an L1 technology, so it's kind of the fundamental technology when it comes to uh, confirming and verifying transactions. But there have been other uh, developments when it comes to scalability. And one of these is Polygon. And Polygon has had quite an interesting news week this week because Sequoia Capital India, so the kind of Indian arm of Sequoia from the US, is leading in investment investment round of 450 million US dollars into Polygon and its ecosystem. Now the thesis here is very simple. Assuming that Ethereum might switch to proof of stake this year, it still won't solve the scalability issues that they still have. So I would assume that Polygon is banking on still being the L2, so kind of the scalability solution to Ethereum's L1, at least for the coming year. Now, the big question, of course, is what will happen if and when Ethereum would scale as much or as well as Polygon can scale. In general, I do think Polygon could be an interesting trade. We can also have a look quickly at the chart. And what we can see here again with the Fibonacci sequence here is that the zone of uh, 190 to 160 is quite interesting. So I would expect this kind of to hold if it shouldn't hold, and we can zoom out here as well, I would expect there to be a lot of kind of support zones at around 130, uh, 120, and then at around one US dollars. And I do think Polygon is in a re really, really interesting space because of course, it's using Ethereum's general infrastructure, but at the same time, it offers something that Ethereum users don't have. So that could mean that Polygon could actually be an interesting trade going forward, especially if you believe that L2 or scalability in general could be an interesting one. Now, looking at this one, this headline again, Ethereum killer Solana. So Solana is actually one of the solutions that scales a lot, is very fast and all the people have been saying that it could be the Ethereum killer. Now, on one side, this article is arguing that, of course, it is very fast and it is very uh, scalable, but at the same time, it's a kind of a VC-driven coin. So venture capitalists are actually super invested in Solana. Almost 50 to 55% of the coins are held by VCs. On the other side, they are fighting technological issues. So these technical issues are causing uh, the Solana network to go down, to be not reachable for, I don't know, 12 hours, 10 hours and so on. And this, of course, could be quite a big problem for the Solana network. Now, one really interesting interview I've watched here, and I will happily share that in the video description, is this kind of roundtable with the founders of Solana, Avalanche and Terra Luna. 
Solana. And the Solana founder actually said that we are not in the game of being an Ethereum killer. We are very focused on being the most scalable, the fastest cryptocurrency blockchain, but we don't want to kill any kind of Ethereum chain or so on. We realize that Ethereum has its place and Solana has its place, and it doesn't really mean that they would go for the kill when it comes to Ethereum. Now, looking at the chart, zooming out, we can actually see that the trend line could technically still be in play. For me, though, I'm a bit unsure, especially considering the technical issues that they've had in the past around six in the last four months. And that for me is a bit too much when it comes to Solana. For me, right now, this trade is a bit shaky, so I wouldn't really trade it myself. Now, I've mentioned Polkadot. And I think it's super important that we quickly discuss this model of Polkadot. So in Polkadot's blockchain, you have this model of a relay chain and you have this model of parachains. Parachains are nothing else than features, additional features that are lacking on the relay chain. So the relay chain is giving kind of basic functionality in terms of a work and the parachain is giving additional functionality and features when it comes to Polkadot. So it could be quite interesting seeing these parachains kind of develop and flourish on the relay chain itself but for now we haven't seen a lot kind of being built you of course have uh, projects such as Asta and Asta has received um, 20 million US dollars in uh, investment just recently and they've even launched an incentive program of 100 million US dollars to boost kind of the developers and the ecosystem as a whole Astar is especially interesting because they bring smart contract functionality onto the Polkadot blockchain, which is lacking technically on the relay chain. Now, looking at the chart, we can see these zones here that I've drawn. So anything between uh, 10 to 11 and a half, as well as 15 to around 16 US dollars. These are very interesting zones for me. Now, of course, we've had this crazy run up in the last couple of months, uh, especially for the parachain auctions. And since then it has gone down. So people are a bit uh, upset when it comes to the Polkadot price. What I can imagine happening is that Polkadot will go through a kind of longer death valley if you want to call it that uh, around 10 us dollars and then increase towards the end of the year i don't think until we really see kind of parachain functionality on polkadot that polkadot will rise to new highs but afterwards i can imagine this being very possible now, next up, we can talk about Tezos. I've mentioned Tezos and this partnership last week. As you know, the partnership between Manchester United and Tezos in the roundabout of around 20 million um, GBP. So quite interesting. And of course, they are uh, sponsoring as well the shirts. So you can see the Tezos logo on the shirt. It's not the first sports sponsorship that Tezos has done, but probably not the last, but quite an important one as Manchester United has a very recognizable factor into it. Now, looking at the chart in general, what I can see here are three different zones that are quite interesting. I've drawn these last week and I, I still think they are interesting. So 2.12, 3 and then 3.9 
90 for me when it comes to Tezos. This is the interesting trade, especially if you believe that Tezos could be a major player in the NFT space. For now, uh, I do think that the NFT space could be could really benefit from Tezos, but the DeFi and infrastructure space is not really Tezos game. So I would really like to see Tezos really focus and double down on NFTs in general. Next up, we can talk about Algorand because Algorand is getting a new CEO, a new foundation CEO, and that's the former JP Morgan executive Stacy Warden. She has a, like a plethora of experience. Milken Institute, NASDAQ, and US Treasury Department were her previous stops. So she is really focused on kind of positioning Algorand, bringing the marketing up to 2022, as well as building out the ecosystem. The previous CEO has been CEO for 18 months and he is now pursuing career opportunities outside of the organization. And I always question these statements. Why would you go outside of an organization, especially considering that Algorand has, in my opinion, a mission that is not finished yet. So Algorand is in the growth phase, of course, but now why would you exit the organization? That is for me always kind of a, let's say not a red flag, but a yellow flag at least. So this is something I would definitely consider when looking at the chart. Now, looking at the chart, of course, this, what I've drawn here, it more or less hit pretty much um, when it came to the price. So kind of going down, then correcting up. And now it has gone down as well. But for me, really interesting is this zone of around 67 cents because it does seem to hold up really nicely. And I would expect even in a correction that this zone should more or less hold up. If it breaks, then I think we have to zoom out, but then we can probably look at the 22 cent uh, level uh, when it comes to support. And then last but not least, we can talk about Yearn Finance, one of the DeFi 1.0 protocols that, let's say, pioneered the DeFi revolution in 2020. And Yearn Finance is an interesting one because on one side it has interesting news, but the price is going into a different direction. So looking at this um, is that the Yearn Finance uh, Foundation or organization is sponsoring ETH Denver 2022. Then also interesting is that they have just had a smart contract audit by Chain Security. They are launching new vaults on Phantom as well as the Phantom uh, Yearn partnership has reached 1 billion US dollars in a TVL. And they've also received a 1 million US dollar grant from the Phantom Foundation. So it could be quite an interesting um, kind of, let's say, investment when it comes to Yearn. In my opinion, what I've seen here is essentially if we look at this as the head and this as the left shoulder, this could potentially become the right shoulder because the trend line again is still in play here. So I would think that Yearn could build this right shoulder should the prices go up. If the prices go down, then it could be a bit tricky. Then I think we have to zoom in here and change the cursor, of course, to not kind of highlight this. And then I think we can probably see at around 16 or 15,000 US dollars as a next bigger support line. That was it from the crypto market talk this week. Make sure to subscribe to this channel to not miss any crypto news. I will see you on the next one. Have a good day.